This episode is brought to you by AWOM Lab. AWOM Lab is a creative space that offers membership for women entrepreneurs. The membership includes access to a cafe, high-speed Wi-Fi, a small retail store, and a full-service photography and podcast studio. The Lab fosters women's empowerment and is designed to inspire, motivate, and connect women in South Florida. AWOM Lab also has an in-house creative agency that develops content for female-owned brands. Most importantly, the vibe and energy is that of collaboration and hustle. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to kickstart your business, and need a place to work from or event space, make sure to follow AWOM Lab on Instagram. That's A-W-O-M-L-A-B. GGB is a proud member and we can't wait to see you at the lab. See you there. Girls Gone Boss is a driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. And now for part two of Tasha DeRusso, VP of Talent Relations for BET. We met at the KCS Columbia, which was the first time. And I was in charge of Carlos from the Latin American side. Because obviously I worked at... Carlos is from Big Time Rush. Big Time Rush. Okay. Yeah, Carlos Penavega. And so I was in charge of him because everyone gets assigned to an artist for award shows. Um, so he happened to be mine. And she was coming, on, you know, representing Nickelodeon US. I was Nickelodeon Latin America, which is why we were in Colombia. And so we met that way. So I was always with Carlos and I met Tasha. And I don't know. I just was like, she's awesome. And we vibed. We worked we really vibed. well together. We did. We had similar working styles. And, you know, I tried to make it as seamless as, po as possible because we, I know that he was coming into a different country. You also. And, and you know, like she says, like, you have to ma make sure that talent is as comfortable as possible, that there is l the least amount of interruptions right. to what they're there for. Right. So that's what we try to do. And I think we, no, we did it pretty well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was him and Alexa, I remember. Yes, too. Alexa, his wife. It was nice. And then um, you met the rest of the team. We yes. went to have lunch in that beautiful. Oh, it was amazing. Colombia was great. It was, it was great. In it was fun. And so then I moved to L.A. <laughs> because my world and my life changed. And we spent some time in L.A. together because obviously oh, so you, she you lived were, there. You were still in L.A. Yeah. yeah, she's always been in L.A. Yeah. Okay. okay, got it. Yeah, haven't left. Yeah. Okay, you're still in LA now. Yeah. I don't know why I thought you were in New York now. No. I don't know why I thought that. I'm there a lot. I'm sorry. But I'm <laughs> I am still I am LA LA bound. Yes. And so we would meet up, go on our hikes, and um and you went through a little bit of Yeah, I was yes. I was in that like, okay, I've been here for a minute. It's time for a change. It's like I go through these 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 cycles, right? And then I get to that point where I'm just like, all right, something new needs to happen. I need to learn something different. And this is where I'm at. And and I felt like I had hit the ceiling and then like I learned everything I needed to learn at where I was at at Nick at that point. So then eventually I just kind of made a decision and I knew that digital was something that I really wanted to sink my teeth in because I really was watching the trend and I thought like this thing isn't going away and this is what it is. So what is it? And um, so then I had an, uh, met with, um, I was intentional. I was only meeting with digital companies And I got a job at this company called Newform, and they produce short-form content for digital platforms. And 
worked with a lot of influencers. So this was a, a whole other space, a whole other group of talent. Mm-hmm. And it was also a startup. So I exactly left this big company, all the comforts that I was used to. And I said, all right, we're just going to pivot and took a chance and went down this road. And it was great um, because I learned, well, one, it it made me learn how to work scrappy. Like I had to work fast. I had to work, um, I had to think outside the box because of the fact that it's like you're dealing with these influencers. And so it's just like, what can we do with this person? But the only thing that I always said is like talent is talent. People are people. So my approach to it was always my foundation, what I had learned at Nick, and that's how I stepped into every situation. Because at the end of the day, I realized these guys have become overnight famous, even though they're still Joe Blow from Ohio in his garage, but he's got all these people following him. So when they're just like, they don't want to show up for red carpets, I was like, yeah, because this is not their element like they they still want to be Joe Blow in their garage they like all this so it was me really educating and um the influencers that we were working with on this is the process and this is what you can expect and these are the things to look out for and working with their reps some of their reps were pros and some of them weren't so it was dealing with that side of it which was interesting because it's just like anybody can manage an influencer yeah, it'd be literally their best friend. Yeah. Most then, of the time it is. Yeah, and it's just like their mom or their best friend or something. You're just like, you're the manager. Okay. So when they ask for something very ridiculous, you're like, no, that's not how it works. Let me let me explain this to you. So I there was a lot of that. Um, and then, yeah, having to like understand that whole space of digital. What do you think prepared you to get that job like obviously you worked with amazing talent with an amazing company but how you know having had no background in digital like what do you think made you stand out in that and you know to get that next role because I remember you told me it was it, it was like the interview process was it like was long intense, yeah I met, I met right? with like 10 people I like, remember yeah, you telling it's like me like every that. other week I had to meet with somebody meet with somebody um I think it was because of my background. I think it's because I understood production. I also had a lot of experience working with Nick and the, at Nickelodeon and not just the Nick talent, but then because of all the live events we did, I worked with all these other artists. And then I also had an understanding of digital. So it's not like I just walked in the door. I did my homework. So I had already known like, look, I see what YouTube's doing and I see how they're expanding. I see what Facebook's doing. I see how they're expanding. I see like the, like Instagram is really like taking things to a different place. Um, I'm watching these different platforms and they're not, it's no longer the shaky videos anymore. They're literally producing shows. So I, I made sure like when I walked in the door that I could speak on it. That was another thing on top of what I already experienced and and just in my career at that time so I think that was when they realized they're just like look you I we get you don't know it but you're but you understand it and just that you're willing to come in the door and learn based from there and so I think that's what they took a chance on me with I also think that you're even from a very early age you were very fearless because you oh you you didn't care. You're like, well, I'm going to go do this job now that I know nothing about. And a lot of people get very comfortable. Yeah. They don't go outside of their realm and they don't, they, they stay at the same job 
for 10 years and they're not very happy. They could be happy. Right. But it's not fulfilling them the same way anymore. Like right. how you just went from place to place to place until you really found your home. Yeah. And that's amazing because a lot of people don't do that. Thank you. No, they don't. And it's not easy. I will just preface that too. It's like the fear is there. It's always there. Like I did not step into these jobs thinking like I got this. I think I walk in and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this is crazy. You're leaving this really great job to go with this company to try it out. And especially it's like leaving like corporation to go to a startup, which was like, this is because this can go away in six months. They could be nothing in six months, but okay, we're going to take this chance. So I think from, you know, just for people to understand is that the fear is very real. I just am one of those people it can be a slight crazy, maybe. No, but you also have faith. You're very faithful. I am very, I God is the yes, center of your life. That is definitely 100%. Um, I do pray a lot, and 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 I, I will have these conversations, and I'm just like, is this thing for me to do? And, I, and I'll kind of leap into it thinking, okay, if this is wrong, I'll know right away. And if this is kind of right, then we'll just keep going until it's no longer right. And that's that's kind of been my approach for every every um, shift. But you had to make that shift because from that shift, you went from a managerial position to now a director. Exactly. So it had to be done to be where you are today. No, 100%. Like, and I, nothing's ever happenstance. Like, to me, I think all of our steps, like, eventually, when you look at it, it's like, oh, you know, you, as I say, you see everything... You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, hundred percent. Yes, it got me the director position. It made it forced me, and it was interesting because being at the startup, you have to think differently because you know, being at Viacom and there was all these processes that I walked into, so I didn't have to create anything. And then get to new form, and it was kind of like you tell us what you need, what needs to happen. So that was that was the shift for me too. Just like oh. I'm creating this. What needs to happen? What's the process? And let me create the process. What makes sense? And how can we navigate this? And so there was a lot of that on my part. So that made me, I think, step more into a leader than I had done in the past because I was always kind of like following or just being like, okay, this is what you need to do and this is what we have to do and then I'd follow it. But this, I had to think with a different um, mindset. Uh Yeah, and put a different hat on and think like, this is your thing. So you own it and you have to make this work. Yeah, we're counting. We're counting on you. Yeah. yeah. And what's yeah. great is that you were also able to, I'm sure, like shift things around to make it better for that production that you're doing. Because before at a big corporation, since you have to follow all yeah. those protocols, right? it's really out of your, you, there's nothing out of your control. Everything is like A, B, C, D. Right. Now you're able to skip to C from A and, exactly. and move a little bit. And better. sometimes yes. red tape. Yeah. yeah, less, a lot. less red tape Um, and definitely skipping steps. Sometimes you're doing four at one time because that's just the pace that it was. And that was eye-opening for me. Like I was used to productions taking six months and a project would get greenlit. And then within a month and a half, it was shot and now in post-production and we were just like moving on. And so that was like, that was a whirlwind for me to kind of like grasp that whole concept. Like, oh, oh, okay. And then the premieres went and we're doing, oh, okay. So it was different, but it definitely prepared me for where I am now, the next step. So tell us about where you are now, which is exciting. 
Yes. So now, well, interesting enough, just kind of story. Like, so I did, I got laid off at New Form. They decided to reorganize. And I had one day of a pity party where I went home and I cried and I was like, what are we going to do? Okay, whatever. I had that moment. And then the next day I woke up and thought, well, Natasha, it's July. When was the last time you had a summer vacation? Years. We're just going to have a grown-up summer vacation. And that was basically my approach. So I spent my whole summer having fun. I would sleep in, do this whole thing, go out, um, hit the beach. I was at the beach almost every other day. And in that, I was also, I took a month and didn't think about work. I didn't do interviews. I didn't send my resume out. I didn't talk to anybody about work for a whole 30 days. I allowed myself to just... Be in the moment. Every day. After that, I was like, I'm ready. And so resumes started going out and I started to take these meetings. But I also at that point knew that I wanted to be strategic about my next step. And I wanted to make sure that the next job was the right job um, for me. Um, So. How long was that process from you starting to apply until you found your new home? uh, From getting laid off to actually working. I got laid off in July. I started working in October. Okay. So it's a few months. So that's, I just want people to know, like, yeah. they're going through something similar. That yeah. To be… No, patient. Exactly. You do have to be patient. And then I think that's what it was. I, I really did kind of allow myself to let go. And not, I was like, this is kind of out of my control. All I can do is what I can do. And my job speaks for itself. And then if somebody likes me, they'll like me. And then we'll have another conversation. So I kept having these conversations. And it was Shelly, my first talent relations boss, who connected me to my now new boss, Connie Orlando, who is the EVP of original programming and live events at BET. And she goes, you two should meet. And that's all she put in the email. And I was just like, okay, great. So we just started kind of doing this back and forth on email, just like small talk. And then we eventually were able to have like a phone conversation and then the phone conversation eventually went to like, we should meet face to face. And so I met her face to face. Now, all this whole time, I'm still having my grown up summer vacation. And so I'm still having a good time and not realizing that she has been like pre interviewing me this whole time. So when we met face to face, she was really asking me real questions about like process and what my thoughts are on talent and how do I deal with things and blah, 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 blah. So all these like, and so I remember sitting in her office and I was just like, you know, answering everything. And then it wasn't until the end of the conversation. She's like, great. Well, enjoy your break because you're going to come here working. I was like, wait, what? I was like, what is this? What, what do you, what is this? And I really, because I was kind of confused. I was just like, oh, this is the position for the vice president of talent relations. I said, oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. I'm, I'm like screaming silently. Were you because, screaming yeah. internally <laughs> when she's telling you you're now going to be the VP of talent? Oh, absolutely. Because I was just like, this is huge. Huge. This is huge. But did you know that there was a position no. for Oh, you didn't even know that. I had no, no idea. They just connected like, hey, no, email. Knew, yeah. yeah. I knew they connected, but I thought maybe in conversation. No, I had no idea. I just thought she was just picking my brain, you know? And then it, and it wasn't until, you know, like I said, and then she told me that. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do this job. Sure, absolutely. When do you want to start? She's like, well, we have hip hop. And then so it'd be best if you started in October. And I was like, great. So then in the same time of me having that conversation, another company came and was just like, we have this position we think you'd be great for. And I was like, they were also a great company. And I was just like, eh. and then I remember going, I was like, listen, 
I want to be here at BET. Um, but I was just, another person just made an offer. So like, how real is this? And she's like, no, this is real, real. And then the wheels went full fast turning. And then that's what. And why BET? Why were you set on BET? Well, Viacom family. <laughs> Viacom, but then also it's an interesting situation. There's there's all these changes that are happening internally at BET. A lot of leadership shifts um, were going on. Like, um, Connie was now the new like new person that was now in charge of live events and original programming. And then there was also news like Miss Deborah Lee was no longer going to be at the company. So like all this stuff was happening, and then there had people had already been gone. Um, so at that point, I thought this is all things crazy, but I just saw it as this is an opportunity. I can come in here and understand the culture and understand this company that's been around for like 25 years, 30 years, but also bring what I know to help make this stronger or, you know, add my touch to it and whatever that means. If it's like, we're going to improve in this area, like let's improve in that area. So I I remember thinking, this is going to be a lot of work. This is going to be really hard. This is going to be um, time consuming, but I totally can do this and I'm game for it because it's, it's this kind of challenge that I just knew like, this is, this is what you need to do right now. Um, So that's kind of how I approached it. And that's how, when I walked into the BET, I was just like, they are, they're this huge, you know, everybody knows BET, right? You know, like, it doesn't matter where you go. Like, BET, oh, yeah. I loved BET. I mean, growing up, I loved Exactly. It. It's like, I watched, this is where I saw this video. This is where I saw this and all these moments. Basements. Yeah, and all of that. So I just felt like this is an opportunity to be a part of something um, and then to help add my twist to it, you know? But it sounds like also BET has a lot of women in leadership roles. I will say Viacom as a whole, like it, the the just like from Nickelodeon to BT, MTV, there are a lot of women that definitely um, hold really high positions. And that's fascinating. It's good to see because even at Nickelodeon, most when I was there, that's what I saw. There were all these women that were in power that were making the decisions for the company and then come to BT. And it's kind of the same. There's a lot of women that definitely are in high, high positions making decisions about where the company's going. And that's really empowering. That's important. I think, do you think it helps companies like that just foster just, I mean, at least it gives hope to like girls down below, like, wow, I can actually get to a position, you know, one, one day. So I think having that balance of having a lot of women executives at the top does make a company a little bit better. I think the leadership of a woman is a little bit, it, it, it gives it a different twist. I mean, obviously everyone brings their own knowledge and skill. Absolutely. But since it's not heard of so much. No, no. I mean, look. And women of color too, which is exciting. I mean, look, the, our climate that we're in today where we are, it's, it's kind of like in our face, not in, in our face, but it's, it's now like the veil's been lifted. Right. And then now like the truth is there and just say like, this is the problem and this can no longer be. And we need to have diverse voices at the table, including race, gender, um, religion, all that stuff, because different voices bring different perspectives. But 
I do believe having women, because then had we had more women in leadership positions, we might have had less or hashtag me too may not be a thing of today. Right. Like, and it's like the beginning of time kind of a situation. I mean, like if you look at the history of, of like all this stuff, like it's, it's one group that has been running everything. And now we're kind of just like, we're not tolerating that anymore. And I do believe that we can set different standards where we make people understand, especially men to understand. It's just like, we can be strong and emotional. We can be decisive and still understanding. Well, I think that is the balance that a woman brings. Yeah. It's a touch. Yeah. Which I'm saying, I feel like that is a, an advantage to a company. Absolutely. To bring someone with that duality, right? Absolutely. Because we we are all those things. And just because I'm upset doesn't mean I'm not emotional and I can't process what's happening right now. It's just this is an emotional situation and I am going to respond to it, but doesn't mean that I can't make a decision. And I think that's where having more women that run companies, men will be exposed to that and understand that like she's still smart. She still can handle it. She still can do it. It'd be great the day that comes that instead of like being so surprised when you say uh, woman, black leader, it'll just be leader. Yeah. Not have to say like, oh, she's a woman. And then there's like, oh, she's a woman. Yeah. It's like, she's just a leader. Absolutely. It's nothing to do with what she, she's male. I don't know. It's just so silly. And it's taken us so long to get to this point. Oh, it took, it's taken us, but I, but this is the right time for it all to happen. All of it. All of it. Absolutely. So to you, what makes a good leader? How are you a good leader? Oh, I ask myself that every day. I do. I think that's an interesting question. And I think as a leader, you have to ask yourself that question every day. Like, am I bringing my best self to the, through the door? And when I walk out the door, did I do the best that I could do? Not just for myself, but for my team. Am, is my, are they growing? Are they learning? Are they happy? Are we on target you know, am I listening? Are they listening to me? What are the breakdowns? What are this and that? Like, I literally daily will ask myself questions on how I can do better as a leader and as a person. And for me, I think I'm I'm pretty transparent because that's the only thing I know how to be. And I'm and and I will be vulnerable when because that's just me. And I think that is something that. My, it took a while for my team to kind of understand that because it was very different. But I think now they appreciate that because they know when I say something, they're just like, no, she's speaking the truth. And it's coming from a place of of authenticity and, and honesty. And we just, Even you know, when you have to deliver bad news. Absolutely. Yeah. I learned that from Mark. He, I mean, he has your same position, but on the Latin side. He, I was so, I would admire him when he would be on the phone with managers or artists and he'd just say like, hey, no, this is not going to happen. But, you know, like he would twist it in a way that it was like the best he news of a, life. Yeah, he has an ease. with It's an art, but he's no BS. Yeah. And I think people appreciate that. Yeah. And, 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 I'm, and also respect, you know, to me at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, I'm this, I, I run this team. I have this position. Um, I love it. I'm grateful for it. But I also understand that we are also people. I know that you're not going to have a great day. And so, like, let's just talk it through. What do you need? And then someone's just like, what do you need from me to help you do better? Because that's also another thing that I will tell you. It's like, how can I help you? Because at the end of the day, it's like, I need you to do your best so that we can be our best. I love that. I don't think a lot of leaders think that way. It's just like, 
how are we going to get this done with the least amount of time I right. have to deal with and you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to deal with you. They don't want to take the time to talk to you. So you mentor, right? That's important. I think it's necessary, at least for me, because I've had really great mentors my entire life. I've always had people that just like they see something in me. And sometimes it's stuff that I don't even see within myself. But they're just like, no, no, no. I'm going to help you because this is what I see. And you're 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 actually really good at X. We're going to you're we're going to help expand that. Um, so for I do think it's almost. um it should be mandatory, but like not everybody does that because again, some people just don't care exactly. They're just more about like we have a certain task, we have to get it done, and that is a part of the job. We have a lot of deadlines. My world, we have deadlines all the time. I was telling you when I walked in, I was like, "Oh, please, if I tell you what my January looks like, you're like you're crazy." So, I'm excited for, you know, just having time off, but at the same time, I want, like, I know we have all these deadlines, but then I also want people to know, like, what time are you leaving the office? Because you should be going home at a certain time. So you actually have time for yourself. Do you eat lunch? You should be eating lunch. You should at least go outside maybe one or two days a week. Don't sit and have lunch at your desk every day. Like, that is all important because we can't be ourselves when we are burnt out, you know, on the floor. And that's for myself, too. Like, I am tell people all the time, just like, you know— I love that because you are the type of leader I aspire to be. I think you're oh, conscious you. of of like humans. It's not just like a robot that's working for you. No. Um, and I think, I hope that these are the leaders that we're going to have more of. I, you know, I hope selfless, so. a little bit selfless. It doesn't mean you're not a strong leader. No. I think that that it might be a misconception when you're like caring, you know. Because at the end of the day, we're a team. Yeah. You know, and and if I shine when they shine, they shine when I shine. And that's really it at the end of the day. That's a golden rule of life, too. Yeah. You know, so to to me, it's like if I'm at my worst, I you guys don't look great. And if you guys aren't at your best, I don't look great. So how do we help each other do better? So what advice would you give a young girl or somebody listening that wants to get to the to where you are now? Oh, well, number one, you, there's two voices that are always going on in your head, right? There's the go for it, and there's like, mm, don't do it. Mm, should we? Shouldn't we? So I think it's, it's understanding the voices when they happen and listening to that inner voice because I think your, your heart and your spirit will never lead you wrong. Take chances. Don't be afraid to try something that just sounds crazy because you're, especially in the entertainment business, there's no straight path, as you guys know. Like, you you know, like, not my, I could just tell you my story. It's not a straight road. It went left, then up, and then to the, you know, northwest, and then backwards. So I think it's taking chances, um, finding your one or two great people that will be supportive in your corner whether it's a, a mentor, like I have mentors, female and male, different ages, different positions, but they have each brought something to me that has been totally helpful to my career across the board. Um, trusting yourself. And then um, when you find your passion, whatever that is, is trusting that and going for it 100%. 
even when it gets hard, it gets hard a lot. And that's what it is. Like, it gets hard. It's more hard than it is um, easy, especially when you're on that path. And then the higher, and the more, the higher you go, the harder it gets. It's not, you know, like even I'm here and I'm not done, right? Like, but I just know, but even at this level, there's a whole other set of challenges that I have to walk through. There's a whole other set of lessons that I'm learning. There's a whole other set of, of goals that I'm trying to get to. So that's the also thing is just constantly willing to try and be open to learning and knowing that you don't know everything. Because I definitely don't know And it's everything. okay. And it's, and it's exciting it's a, though. Absolutely. Because you don't know what, what's going to be on the other end. No. When you get there. So that's great. And you always learning, always finding new stuff out. It's All great. the time. Yeah. All the time. And then you got to put the ego away. That's totally like I can't stress that enough. You got to put the ego away. It's not about you. 98% of any little in confrontation or little any slight or whatever you're with some other other person, 98% of the time, it's not about you. So don't make anything about you. That's great advice. Don't take it personal. Cannot take it personal. It really isn't about you. At the end of the day, you have to step back and say, okay. And I always tell this, it was like, you know, there's like three buckets that you can look at something. Is this my thing? Because if it's my thing, then I know I got to deal with it. Is it their thing? Because if it's their thing, again, that's their thing. It's out of my control. I can't deal with it. If it's our thing, then that's when you have to pause and say, okay, well, how do we make this work? So I think every situation, you should kind of look at it from that lens of how to break things down so you don't get sucked into that crazy um, train that we can easily put ourselves on. And then now, you know, you've created this whole scenario, drama that doesn't that even doesn't exist, even exist right. at all. Girl, that is my life, <laughs> but my love life. <laughs> well, yes. Oh, <laughs> Tasha's like, oh, let's not get into that one. That's another That's episode. A, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we could talk about Have it. Has it been hard because you feel like you're a powerful woman up there and it's just like can't find that guy that just matches your fly or what is it? Oh, I wish I knew. And, uh, I'm in that place right now in life. And I was talking to my brother about this last night. I said, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm happy. Yes, I want to have that person to like walk through life with. But it is kind of beyond my control. I can be as intentional as I want every day and do all the things, quote unquote, things that we're supposed to do. At the end of the day, if he's not here in my like it's he's not here. Right. Um, For me, if I meet a guy, which I have met a guy, I was seeing somebody when I first got this job. And he was all good when I was unemployed. And then I got the job and then I told him what the position was and he disappeared on me. And I thought, oh, interesting. <gasps> you think it has I'm the to do still, with- I'm still the same girl I was last week. But today you don't want to deal with me because I now have this quote unquote power position. And I was just like, God bless. Thank you. That's fine. Because at that point that just showed me that you're really not – a man. That's just your ego. And, and that's the boyish side of you that's reacting to that. Did he not have a career? He had, his, of- he had his own thing going. But like, okay. uh, you know, if you can't deal with that, then because the thing is, like, I at the end of the day, I am who I am. My job is an extension of myself, but it doesn't define me. Amen. We, we've I love that. About that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's so important. So if you can't see the distinction, then bye. 
keep it moving. Well, it's definitely his loss. Are you sure you're not a Virgo? I'm positive. <laughs> She's a I want her to be a Virgo. A hundred percent. Although I am a, I am what I was like, my earth sign is Taurus. My rising is Leo and my moon is Scorpio. Okay. So you're like nowhere near. <laughs> nowhere near Virgo. <laughs> nowhere near Virgo. But, but yeah, I mean, I can't look. I know he's out there. He is. He is. And he is out there. And I'm, and I'm sure like every day I like, the more I like chisel a little piece out of my heart that, that gets molded into like the healthy part of me. That's all I can do is just consistently make myself healthy and prepare myself for when he shows up. Because the last thing I want is for him to show up and then I ruin it because I wasn't in the right state to receive him. (laughs) Yes, it's all about self-work. Oh, every day. I'm telling you, every day day. I question myself. I'm like, were we a good person today? (laughs) That's a good um, like end of the day little activity to do. Okay. And I usually know when I've done something wrong because it'll just linger and I'm just like, oh, you know, when you made that comment, you were wrong for that. Or you should have reacted to the situation a little better. And sometimes I'll apologize. I'll go to whoever and I'm just like, hey, I'm sorry that I like said that or like I didn't respond to that. And that was my bad. That was on me. Like, because I want to make sure that I am walking as best as I can. And I trip and I fall and, you know, like everybody else totally have those moments but I just want to make sure that when I do trip and fall that I'm aware of it and I can self-correct wow I love you (laughs) isn't she amazing I told you girl amazing (laughs) so what's next for you oh this year 2019 honestly is about balancing for me I like completely submerged myself this one first year like a hundred percent just like I gotta get this job and I gotta figure it out but I really want to take the time this year to work hard, but then also live life where I'm breathing from my diaphragm and not from my chest. I really want to take moments for me and um, and create spaces where I can, I don't know, entertain and go on trips, but not work trips, like personal trips. I'm always on the plane, but like that's all for work. I want to be able to like we're gonna we're gonna plan something exotic for me. Um, yeah, and and continue to grow. Like I'm all about like this year. I just want to learn and grow. I feel like 2018 was a year of a lot of hardship and a lot of lessons and a lot of tests and trials, but it didn't break me. So it 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 showed me like oh you you can bend and you can stretch and you can get deep down in a ditch but like you're not broken and I think this year is going to be where I can actually take all of that and really live celebrate it yes but smarter just because now I know and now I know what like all this is and I can really like I don't know like plan myself a lot better. What is it that you know that you didn't know? That I could do it. Honestly. Got it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, Tasha. Thank this you. is definitely yes. amazing. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thanks you for like having me. My bossy friends in L.A. And I am... <laughs> So, so, so proud of you. I'm so. so thankful. I don't know you from before, but I am proud of you too. <laughs> and I connected to you. And I, I, 
I, I see a lot of myself in you. So, and I vibe with you so well. Thank I, you. I wish nothing but the best for you. Thank you. And I'm so grateful you guys even wanted to like chat with me. Of course. It's like always an honor when someone wants to know your story. And it's just like, really? Why? But like, thank you. I'm very grateful. I receive this. Thank you so much. Our Don't listeners worry. are going to love everything that you have to say So today. let them know where they can keep in touch with you. Maybe they Absolutely. can DM you. Sure. Um, IG. My IG, which actually I'm pretty much mostly, if you wanted to ever follow and see what's in my life, a snippet of it. Not really fully, but a snippet. Anyway, it's um, at Tasha D305. T-A-S-H-A-D as in David, 305. Because she's representing for my <laughs> Thank you, girl. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope you got inspired by Tasha's story and her resilience. Um, just Keep in touch with us at Girls Gone Boss on all social media platforms. And we're now available um, on Win With Radio. You can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple, Podcasts, iTunes, everywhere, guys. Everywhere, girl. Awesome. So, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Tasha. Thank you. Thank See you. you guys next week. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.